This is The Legal Impact, a podcast presented by the University of New Hampshire Franklin Pierce School of Law. Now accepting applications for JD and graduate programs, learn more and apply at law.unh.edu. Opinions discussed are solely the opinion of the faculty or host and do not constitute legal advice or necessarily represent the official views of the University of New Hampshire and UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead, and today I'm joined by Professor Buzz Scher, Director of the International Criminal Law and Justice Program. Learn more about it at law.unh.edu. Welcome back to the show. Great to be back. Last month, there was a uh, report that came out. Uh, United States Department of Justice Office of the Special Counsel John Durham's 316-page report on matters related to intelligence activities and investigations arising out of the 2016 presidential campaigns. For starters, you can tell a political operator didn't write the title of the report, so that maybe helps with the validity of the report. So, all right, joking aside, it's it's very in-depth. It covers a lot, but let's start off with the baseline with what is the role of a special counsel? Because it's something I'm guessing that doesn't happen terribly often at the federal level like this. Um, it's a version of a special prosecutor appointed to investigate a particular issue uh, that may or may not involve criminal charges. You know, the, the most famous special counsel was uh, Ken Starr, who spent ungodly amount of money and ungodly amount of time investigating the Clintons and uh, Whitewater uh, to no effect in the end. But that's that, that, that's an example. It's a way to, for whoever appoints the special counsel, in this case it was uh, Attorney General William Barr, to insulate himself from accusations of politics. And it's especially um, important yeah. when you're talking the, the executive branch with this because William Barr is appointed by, by, by President Trump at the time and is investigating this thing that ultimately Barr was part of because he was part of uh, Trump's campaign. Yeah, that's true. Um, so it, uh, it creates the impression that uh, that's going to be an objective investigation. Um, and the investigation was really an investigation of an investigation. Uh, is the best way to put it. Uh, it was an investigation of the FBI's investigation of potential contacts between the Trump campaign and uh, Russia. That occurred during the campaign for the uh, the 2016 uh, election campaign, presidential election campaign. There was accusations that it was inappropriate for the FBI to be investigating. That said... When Durham was initially appointed, uh, I think uh, uh, Trump said that he will reveal the greatest crime in history, I think was his comment. Of course, some may believe that he is prone to exaggeration. Uh, so, so th- But that's what it was investigating. There was allegations that it was inappropriate for the FBI to be investigating. Uh, and this didn't entirely come out of nowhere because there was lead up with uh, was it Lisa Page and Peter Strzok and such uh, had information released before th- this investigation started happening, right? Yeah, although that wasn't all that. It turns out that wasn't all that important. But uh, yeah, um, I mean there was there was concerns about it, and and so in I think it was in 2019. Trump appointed uh, John Durham to to investigate. And uh, Durham was a uh, a long time uh, experienced prosecutor. 
leading up to the the 2016 election also i mean the fbi was already in the the spotlight when it came to both sides of the political aisle with james comey and everything involving the clinton investigations and then you start hearing all the these rumblings around uh, the fbi was investigating trump and all these things like was it correct that it was happening is it, it wasn't a huge surprise to me personally to see that a special counsel get appointed to really dive into this and after 300 something pages it seems like there was plenty to investigate. Well, I would say after 316 pages, there was plenty to talk about, but it turned into pretty much a nothing burger. You know, that is FBI, the Justice Department, Inspector General did a, an investigation of the investigation uh, back after the election and drew a number of conclusions made a bunch of recommendations about the sloppiness of the FBI in politically sensitive investigations. Um, and the FBI implemented, you know, a good, a good number, of, I think all, almost all those recommendations. So there's not that much in the Durham report that goes beyond what was in the DOJ Inspector General report. There's some things. Durham report recommends a, uh, that there be a position in the FBI to advise the FBI on politically sensitive investigations. You know, there's that. There, it, there's a recommendation that there's a criticism of the FBI for relying on raw intelligence, that is, uncorroborated intelligence, although that was talked to some extent about in the uh, DOJ uh, Inspector General report. That's an additional piece to it. And uh, also said that the FBI shouldn't have started a full investigation when it got the initial information, which was an Australian diplomat contacted the FBI and said this guy named George Papadopoulos, who was, quote unquote, involved in the Trump campaign. Now, Trump says he was like a coffee guy, but he was involved in the Trump campaign and he made some representations about uh, contact with Russia. And the Australian diplomat was concerned about that and referred it to the FBI. The Durham report says it was appropriate for the FBI to investigate, but they should have just started an, a preliminary investigation, not a full investigation. Uh, so that was one of the criticisms. So. What you get in the Durham report is additional nuance in, its, in terms of its recommendations as to how to improve things. But there, you know, I, I think the expectation on some, particularly those thought favorably of uh, then-President Trump, was that would reveal a tremendous de democratic bias in the FBI's investigation. And that's not really the case. I mean, you know, the FBI, let's assume they, they, they made some mistakes in the, in the uh, Russia investigation, although there certainly was plenty of evidence that, you know, Trump campaign had contact with people from Russia. But putting that aside, let's assume the FBI made some mistakes in that investigation. There's an argument to be made, and some Democrats would say, yeah, the biggest mistake the FBI made in 2016 presidential campaign was a few days before the election, 
uh, saying, going public and saying, uh, we're going to investigate Clinton again. This really equal opportunity uh, political bias, for lack of a better way of putting it. It seems just like like a lot of just very poor poor leadership or management of the department really comes down with a lot of the the critiques that have come through in the Durham report, the Mueller report, just the PR nightmare that ended yeah. up coming up from all this more than anything else because they, they kind of fell into like 15 million political traps, whether it's, I mean, the Steele dossier is brought up in the Durham report also, which was entirely a politically motivated, uncorroborated bunch of stuff that was just put in and funded by the Democrats. Their investigation in the Steele dossier, uh, uh, revealed that it was basically junk in the steel dossier. So, you know, their their end results ended up being fine in all the things they investigated. They were just really messy and sloppy about it. The ironic thing is, depending on what political side one is on, we like to think, you know, Trump thinks the FBI is filled with Democratic operatives. You know, and Clinton felt the FBI was out to get her. The FBI probably, you know, my anecdotal experience is there's probably more Republican FBI agents and people in the hierarchy of the FBI than there are Democrats. But by and large, the FBI has not been politically oriented in its own kind of bureaucratic way, it has been relatively neutral. You know, it screwed Hillary Clinton and it screwed Donald Trump. Uh, You know, uh, probably Clinton more than Trump. You know, there's some who argue that what Comey said, you know, a week or two before the election made more of a difference in the election than anything that was said or done about the Trump investigation. You know, yeah, it seems I'll, like on, on the public facing, it was really, really messed up when it came to the way they handled the Democrats. But on the back end with a lot of the, these investigations and stuff, they really were doing some weird stuff when it came to the Republicans. So there, it seems like there's an across the board issue when it comes to how this department's operating. All that said, they're not good at politically sensitive investigations. Right. It's fair to say that those are hard investigations right. because there's this debate over, you know, you want to be as transparent as possible, but you don't want to go public too early with any investigation, politically sensitive or not, because it can screw up what witnesses say. And you don't want to have a effect on a political race if the investigation is occurring during a political race. The last thing you want to do is have what you do have an effect on the outcome of an election. So it's a, it's a bundle of difficulty. You would think they would have figured it out by now. But, you know, uh, that said, I know right now Republicans, particularly the, you know, the Republican House Oversight Committee, they are trying to investigate and figure out how they can establish that the FBI is, you know, is all they care about are getting Democrats elected, you know. And, you know, I just don't think the FBI is that way. They may be blundering fools in handling politically investigations, but they're not biased blundering fools. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it seems like it's, it's an inherent issue of being a law enforcement agency under the federal government that deals with government appointees, that is held accountable by Congress, and it, it's inevitable at one point or another they're, they're going to they're going to get hit by the, a, a political party in power. I mean, you look over the, the history of the FBI when it comes to various other... And the CIA is in the same boat. It, it's very similar with that, where at some point they're going to get nailed. Someone's going to make a mistake. It's going to make a huge splash because they, they stepped on a political landmine. Yeah, and both the CIA and the FBI are easy targets. God knows they're not perfect. I mean, you know... The history of the FBI and it's, you know, for the majority of its existence was run by J. Edgar Hoover, who was, uh, you know, a petty tyrant of the highest order. He was, uh, you know, he would blackmail both Republicans and Democrats. You know, he was equal opportunity blackmailer. But, you know, there's a long history at the foundation, the founding of the FBI and going forward for many years uh, unfortunately, of them, we didn't know about it at the time, but not handling political and sensitive investigations well, of trying to take advantage of them. And that's what J. Edgar Hoover really tried to take advantage of politically sensitive investigations to the benefit of the FBI. I mean, that's the long history of the FBI. And it's only after J. Edgar Hoover died, you know, in the, I can't, can't even remember, one of the 70s maybe, that the FBI has been coming out from under that cloud. But, you know, as a general matter, FBI agents are by the book people. You know, they, they, they generally speaking, are just the facts man people. They're, the agency itself is a, a, more than a little arrogant. You know, they always, uh, the relationship between most local Local law enforcement agencies in the FBI is never good uh, because the FBI, when they get involved, they just come in and push people around and think they're, you know, they're great. Uh, I mean, that's their reputation within law enforcement. They're a bunch of arrogant people, but they are, they're competent except for politically sensitive investigations. They've, they still haven't figured that out. We're here as, as part of UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. We've got a criminal justice law program, things like that. I mean, what are some ways that maybe those that, like I know the International Criminal Law and Justice Program has partnered with uh, the FBI and AA, I believe is the name of the organization, and yep. making sure that law enforcement gets the training they need in order to yep. handle very complex situations. I mean, what are some, some things that agents or leadership maybe should consider to make sure they're not stepping on as many landmines? Is it more Training is it being yeah, more it's, aware it's, of it's, different, it's, it's outside training. Yeah, it's not training by inside people or training by people who used to be FBI agents. It's training by people who have a very different perspective, so that it forces them to kind of sit back and take a different kind of look at what they do. And then you need a you know I think that the Durham report recommendation of having somebody whose job it is to oversees the wrong word, but to counsel as to politically sensitive investigations. They're just difficult things, as I described before, they're just difficult beasts to handle. 
the FBI is not used to that. So they need to develop procedures for that, better procedures for that. And they need to have somebody who's kind of, is, is an outsider chirping in their ear saying, you know, you may think that's the case, but here's how it's going to be viewed by other people, the general public or by one party or another. Um, that's the kind of thing that needs to be done. Personally, I think the Durham report was four years, over 6.5 million bucks, over a million documents generated. They did 480 interviews. They did seven search warrants. They had 160 subpoenas issued by grand juries. I, you know, I wasn't worth it. Just like the Ken Starr investigation back in the late 20th, early 21st century was not worth it. I mean, he spent an ungodly amount of money and came to it came to nothing other than a lurid report. I have little doubt that William Barr, Attorney General Barr, appointed Durham to get Trump off his back. I think that's why he appointed him. I don't know whether Barr's expectation was that anything would come out of it. Barr was very critical of the uh, James Comey investigation. Um, Of course, Barr has his own issues with the Comey investigation because he startlingly mischaracterized the results of the Comey investigation when he translated it for the general public. But, you know, so there's this bundle of junk related to... All the investigations of the 2016, what was going on during the 2016 presidential election. Maybe this will put it to rest. All of it came to nothing. We've got to move on at some point. Yeah, like, like there's one guy who pled guilty to altering an email. That was the extent of the Durham investigation. Two other people were found not guilty after trial. And, and all of the charges for those three were very... Low, low, minor uh, of, of low significance, minor charges. It's insulation to have these special counsels. Sometimes it's political insulation. Sometimes it's it's insulation that protects an agency like the FBI from unfair characterizations. Professor Bashir, professor of law, thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Learn more about the International Criminal Law and Justice Program at law.unh.edu slash ICLJ. Thanks for listening to The Legal Impact presented by UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. To help spread word about the show, please be sure to subscribe and comment on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Get the back episodes of the show and podcast links at law.unh.edu slash podcasts.